Hi, everyone. This is JJ, the co-founder of Good Pods. If you haven't heard of it yet, Good Pods is like Goodreads or Instagram, but for podcasts. It's new, it's social, it's different, and it's growing really fast. There are more than 2 million podcasts, and we know that it is impossible to figure out what to listen to. On Good Pods, you follow your friends and podcasters to see what they like. That is the number one way to discover new shows and episodes. You can find Good Pods on the web or download the app. Happy listening! This podcast is hosted by Buzzsprout. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message to the world. If you want an upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find exactly what you need. We use Buzzsprout and it's a game changer for us. An all new analytics system helps us track who's listening to our show and where they're listening to it. If you'd like to use Buzzsprout as well, follow the link in our show notes to buzzsprout.com. And while you're there, let them know that Films and Fermentation sent you. Everybody, welcome to Films and Fermentation, episode 129. That's right, we are Films and Fermentation, a movie and alcohol podcast. I'm Leo. I'm Kevin. I'm Mike. We're just three friends who like to talk shit about movies while getting shit-faced. Tonight is episode 129, lovingly titled, Listen Up, Maggots. Uh, In this episode, we honor Veterans Day. By looking at some of the most entertaining portrayals of drill sergeants in cinema and quotes that we love them for. Plus, we want to say happy Veterans Day to our friend Michael, who is a veteran. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> happy Thank you. Veterans Day, Michael. Thank you. Don't forget to drop us an email at filmsandfermentation at gmail.com or visit linktree.com slash filmsandfermentation. Find all of our social media and podcast links. Become part of the Films and Fermentation family by going to Patreon to support us. Or buying our merchandise at teespring.com. What are we drinking tonight, gentlemen? I'll go I'll first. Go. I'll go first. I'll go oh, first. Oh, you go first. Go ahead. Okay. My good friend, Leo, uh, happened to take a trip most recently and was kind enough to uh, bring me back a couple beers from Warhorse Brewing Company up in the Finger Lakes. So I am going to crack open a no-strings-attached Belgian white uh, brewed with orange, cranberry, and spices. I think my wife would like to try that, too. Um, 4.9% alcohol by volume. And if I get around to it, the Warhorse Brewing Company Oktoberfest. Yes. Which is 5.5% alcohol by volume. They have lovely little synopsis written on them, but I won't waste our time reading them. I'll just crack one open. Which one do you think I go with, uh, Lee? Should I do No Strings Attached first or Oktoberfest first? Uh, go with the Oktoberfest first. Oktoberfest first. Okay. I thought the Oktoberfest was really good. Yeah. Oktoberfest is really good. It's called The Rolling Storm. Ah. So Warhorse Warhorse Brewery is a World War II themed brewery. All their drinks have World War II, uh, you know, like titles and and you know historical figures on them and stuff like that. And their hard cider line, which is one of my favorites, is called the Bombshell Hard Cider. Just the right amount of tart. And they have a whole bunch of different flavors for that. I'm drinking the brand new flavor. Bombshell Hard Cider False Spice Cider, which Michael is also drinking. 
So he and I are sharing this drink tonight. Uh, I like their hard ciders. Three Brothers Wineries? Three Brothers Winery owns the Warhorse Brewery. Okay. So there's they have this really big complex on Lake Seneca. There's three wineries on site, a coffee shop, and the brewery. And it's all owned by the Three Brothers Winery Corporation. Okay. Uh, hmm. but, but I like the uh, the brewery, the Warhorse. This is 7.0% alcohol by volume for the uh, False Spice Hard Cider Bombshell Apple Cider. With the non-USO nurse on it. Ooh, yeah, has a, has a, they, all their bombshell cans have pinups on them. This, this, this one has a pinup nurse. Hello, nurse. Mine has FDR. FDR. <laughs> I thought so I, I guess to, today's I, I episode to get is it. brought to you by Warhouse Brewery. Brought to you by Warhouse Brewery. <laughs> I'll have to contact them and let them know. <laughs> so I don't need to say anything since we did it all that one. So that cuts yeah. it a little shorter for you, though. Uh, uh, cuts us a little short, especially since the glip is very long tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike, anything special happen this week? This week in film history, in 1984, Wes Craven's horror film, A Nightmare on Elm Street, premieres in the U.S. That's it. That's all that happened this week. That's all that happened today. I want well, to do today. That's, that's how busy I am. I had enough time to look at today's. Yeah, but at least uh, it's something that matters to you since Nightmare on Elm Street is your favorite horror film. True enough. Yeah. I was just confused that it came out. It came out after halloween yeah <laughs> i know uh debut film for johnny depp yes very first mm-hmm. acting role uh yeah i like uh, nightmare on the street's a classic do you have a must try beer craft destination for us this evening craft destination in vermont it's called hill farmstead brewery uh one of the greatest beer meccas in the u.s and yes the world Hill Farmstead is way off the beaten path in royal town of Greensboro Bend, but it's worth the trip. Uh, Sean Hill is the master artist when it comes to the juicy IPAs, and the barrel-aged sours are even better. Make the pilgrimage, and you will be surrounded by fellow beer fanatics. Many can share their experiences and clue you in and what you should be sampling at the tap room and buying fr- at the brewery shop. There you go, guys. Did you guys know that Freddy Krueger was the inspiration for Wolverine? <laughs> okay. Where's I the punchline? The other way around. There's no punchline. That's <laughs> There's no punchline. I was waiting no, for like a, no, no. I read like that. A, like uh, a, I read that on the internet. It must be. True. I, was, I was waiting for like a dad joke punchline to that. Because Wolverine came out like three decades before that. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Are you saying that that fact's not true, not real? You're saying that Kevin has his facts mixed up. What? Kevin I, never I, has his facts mixed up. You know, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying Kevin, just like IMDb, we're not we're not letting you uh, put your facts uh, <laughs> in. Dude, I am still <laughs> pissed about that. IMDB can suck it. <laughs> that's that's why that's why if you want to edit something, just go to Wikipedia. It's easy to do. <laughs> I'm gonna figure out what I'm doing for my mini pods here. Uh, okay, we'll do that later. Let's see here. Uh, that brings us to synopsis according to Glip. Brought to you by Newsly.me. Newsly.me is an audio super app for iOS and Android. That reads the news to you in a natural human voice. Just like that one. Stop scrolling. Start listening. Go to newsly.me today and enter the promo code NFERMENTS to get your first month premium subscription for free. Uh, the glip this week is particularly long, and the reason is I, as I was picking out the highlights, I decided to do a highlight for each of the 12 movies that we talked about last week. So this is a full-on glip synopsis of just the main segment from last week's program which was uh filling in the plot holes so this is a glip basically a sentence or two for each of the 12 films we covered kevin and mike are discussing the dragon that was played by eddie murphy and whether they were a big dragon or a small one leo and kevin discuss the perfect movie and the non-segregated prison 
Kevin and Leo discussed the issue of how to reattach the poster from the inside and if it was secure enough. Kevin and Leo are discussing the scene where the man comes out of the pipe and the hole that they break. Leo thinks that the problem is that they only had to pull one corner of the poster and that is not a plot hole. <laughs> Kevin and Leo are discussing the plot hole in Die Hard and how it takes realism out of the movie. Leo and Mike discuss the plateau and the fact that the villains cannot walk on a drop ceiling. Leo and Kevin <laughs> discuss the plan for the plateau and they both hated the something on it too much. I don't know what got cut out there, but there was like a, a bleep out there. Catman and Mike discussed the illegal kick at the end of the game, and the referee was probably a Kansas City cheese fan. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love Kansas City cheese. Gotta love that Kansas City cheese. <laughs> Leo and Catman discussed the unfillable hole in the Cobra Kai TV series and the reason Johnny gets the series. Catman and Leo discussed the possibility of George's third kid resembling the cabin kid, kin kid they were friends with in high school. I don't know what the fuck happened there. <laughs> Leo, spoke about, yeah. Leo spoke about the plot hole in Toy Story and the solution they found online. Leo and Kevman discussed the coincidence of the bus hitting the wall and the timing of it. Kevman and Mike discussed the weakness of the human race and the reason why they do not send scouts out. <laughs> Kevman and Mike are discussing the flawed logic of the plot and why the superheroes followed the directions. Catman and Leo discuss the time zone and the limitations of feeding Mugwai after midnight. Leo wants to watch the film, but Mike thinks that the idea of Indiana Jones not being present is innately flawed. <laughs> There's a lot I don't remember here. Yeah. Uh, and I know I was drinking that big thing of mead, but yes. uh, I still don't remember. I'm thinking, uh, instead of going through this and trying to explain it, Listeners out there, you should go back to the previous episode, (laughs) filling in the plot holes, and then see if you can match the episode to the synopsis I just read you. I can actually post the synopsis on our show notes if if I if they'd like to later, (laughs) see if you can match it up, and I don't know, email me or or send us a message. We have no idea what we were talking about last. I can tell you, it's the twelve movies that we covered in order. You know, it's Shrek, Shrek, Shawshank, etc. You, we can't even remember which episode this synopsis came from. So you might as well just start at the beginning. Go back to the first episode of Films no, and Fantasy. No, 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 no. Start, start at season about two. <laughs> yeah, season two. Start at the first episode of season two of Films and, actually, and Fermentation. If you'd like to start with season one, start with episode twelve. That's our Irish film episode. That is. <laughs> That is the birth of um, you corned beef drinking motherfucker. Oh, sucker. <laughs> <laughs> and just ignore the first 11 episodes. Just start from there. <laughs> yeah. We we really need to go back and revisit those 11 episodes. So we have a really good episode <laughs> of this. Kind of like that first pancake idea. The first pancake never comes out just right. Well, this was our first 11 pancakes. Yeah. You know? yeah. Season one is kind of like season one of Next Gen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it's, you needed it's, it's, it, but we'd never yep. watch it again. <laughs> but now, Including now Mike it's wearing a skirt because you know skirts but now are it's a, Now it's a now it's a pancake with chocolate chips in it. <laughs> <laughs> I prefer the bananas. All right, it's got bananas in it too. It's got strawberries as well. No blueberries though. Mike don't like blueberries. Oh, no blueberries. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so the the synopsis is basically just every movie we talked about last week in order. If you'd like to go through and try to decipher it, feel free to, and and you can notify me or one of us through our email or Twitter or whatever, and let us know if you were able to figure it out, because I'll tell you what, there's some shit here that I can't fucking figure out. (laughs) (laughs) I want to know what George's third kid resembling the cabin kin kid they were friends with in high school. I wonder what class that was. Well, cabin kin kid is Calvin Klein. I think it just it just how oh, it read it George. for some reason. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The third kid is Marty. <laughs> I wonder what the plateau was. Yeah, the plateau one really has me. Plateau came really. out twice. I'm like, what? The yeah, it happened twice. And and uh, apparently, it thought you wrote the uh, dissertation about Indiana Jones that I read at the end of that episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a short break, hear some messages from some of our podcast friends out there. And when we come back, we're going to take a look at our main segment, Listen Up Maggots. This is a segment in which we're going to look at our favorite drill sergeants from cinema 
and their uh, look at some of their quotes. We're going to talk about which quote we think is the top quote for each of these drill sergeant characters. You want so we'll to be... me, boy? <laughs> so we'll be back in a short uh, minute here. Please stay with us. Hello, everybody. Let me ask you a question. When you were a kid, did you ever wonder what teachers talked about in the teacher's lounge? You probably didn't miss much. It's usually boring stuff like grading papers, lesson planning, and then figuring out the new train schedule. The train schedule? Well, I teach in the city. But sometimes at one of the not-so-cool tables in the back of the teacher's lounge, you might find us, the Fandalorians, teachers by day, nerds by night. My name is Mr. Richardson, and by day, Mr. McDonald, Mr. G, and I teach and inspire America's youth. But by night, we debate, discuss, and argue about all things in the pop culture universe on our podcast. We discuss all the biggest pop culture topics in the world, like Ozark, Stranger Things, The Marvelous Miss Maisel, Marvel, Star Wars, Top Gun Maverick, The Old Man, Bridgerton, you name it, we'll probably discuss it. You guys watch Bridgerton? Yo, season one of Bridgerton was awesome. You don't know what you're missing. Since we are teachers, you will always get a ton of background information about our topics and original teacher-themed segments, like our pop culture morning announcements, building meetings, and post-observation reviews of shows and movies. Oh, and arguing. You'll get lots of disagreements in arguing, like way more than I'm comfortable with. You can find us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just search for The Fandalorians, Teachers by Day, Nerds by Night. Then join us every Monday as we look into the current state of fandom and pop culture. Hey, look, the bell's about to ring. We need to head to the buses. Hopefully, we'll see you guys soon. Well, I mean, they're not going to see us because this is a podcast. I, I know. I know. I but they can't even see us when you think about it. So they won't see us either. Oh, my God. You know what I meant. It wasn't literal. Just ring the bell. Ring the bell. The Fandalorians, Teachers by Day, Nerds by Night. I hope you listen and subscribe to us soon. I hate you guys. Hey, movie lovers, it's Jackson here from the Back to the Blockbuster podcast. If you've ever wanted to hear an amateur cinephile and an industry professional chat about film and television, then look no further, because every week, my co-host Gaius and I, we bring you the latest industry news, break down the most recent trailers, try to beat the box office with our weekly predictions, and dive into our favorite movies on their anniversaries. And every second Friday, you can look forward to the Back to the Blockbuster spinoff, Deep Dives with Owen and Gaius, where the duo dissects a movie of their own choice. All this and more wherever you get your podcasts. All right. We are back from our short break with our main segment, uh, all about our favorite drill sergeants in cinema. Um, we picked out, I mean, there's plenty of characters out there. There's plenty of movies out there. We picked out six, though, that we think kind of stand out in uh, in movie history, whether because the film is a straight-up drama with some very memorable moments or a comedy for a movie that mixes comedy with drama, in the case of uh, Full Metal Jacket, where it's not meant to be funny, but man, it's hard not to laugh at some of the shit he says <laughs> to those guys. Um, they do say that shit. Yeah, <laughs> they do say that shit. And and just and other things all along the line here. So we're starting with probably one of the most famous drill sergeants in the history of cinema. A, a, a role that was so iconic that the actor who played the drill sergeant was an actual drill sergeant and really only became an actor after this film because he was so like popular afterwards. Uh, and that is Arlie Ermey, uh, who actually recently passed away, I believe a couple of years ago, um, playing Gunnery Sergeant Hartman in <laughs> Full Metal Jacket. Did your parents have any children that lived? Sir, yes, sir. How about they regret that? You're so ugly, you could be a modern art masterpiece. Now, if you click on the name there, guys, I put a link in there to uh, the IMDb mm -hmm. quote page just for those characters. He has so many things. Like Private that Joker. That whole 20-minute <laughs> opening is just him ripping a new hole into every one of the soldiers in his platoon. I mean, there's there's so much. Yeah. I am Gunnery Sergeant Hartman, your senior drill instructor. From now on, you will speak only when spoken to. The first and last words out of your filthy sewers will be, sir. Do you maggots understand that? Sir, yes, sir. Bullshit, I can't hear you. <laughs> Sound off like you have a pair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Like he's just oh, man. <laughs> Did your parents have any children that lived? Your parents have any children? That I'm looking at his opening <laughs> monologue. You ladies leave my island. If you survive recruit training, you will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are pukes. You are the lowest form of life on earth. You are not even human fucking beings. You are nothing but unorganized, grab-ass-tastic pieces of amphibian shit. Because I am hard, you will not like me. But the more you hate me, the more you will learn. I am hard, but I am fair. There is no racial bigotry here. (laughs) And then he goes in this whole line of like... Racial derogatory terms. <laughs> I only want to repeat because uh, you are all equally equally worthless. <laughs> My orders are to weed out all non-hackers who will not pack their gear to serve in my beloved core. Do you maggots understand that, sir? Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, Bullshit. What else we got here? <laughs> Son, you're so ugly you could be a modern art masterpiece. <laughs> oh, what's your name? Bullshit! I bet you stuck a golf ball through a guard hose. <laughs> oh God! From now on, you're private pal. <laughs> I bet you're the kind of guy that would fuck a person in the ass and not even have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. <laughs> I'll be watching you. <laughs> How tall are you, Private? Sir, five foot nine, sir, five foot nine. I didn't know they stack shit that high. <laughs> this whole page is just fucking gold. What is this Mickey Mouse shit? <laughs> what in the name of Jesus H. Christ do you animals are you animals doing in my head? <laughs> uh, he even even right up to the moment when when Private Pyle kills him. Mm-hmm. He's still he's still throwing insults at his last line is what's your major malfunction, numb nuts? Didn't mommy and daddy show you enough attention when you were a child? And then he gets shot. <laughs> Where the hell are you from, Private? Texas. Holy shit, Texas. Only steers queers come from Texas, private cowboy. You don't much look like a steer to me, so that kind of narrows it down. Do you mm-hmm. suck dicks? <laughs> sir, no, sir. You a Peter Puffer. Are you a Peter Puffer? <laughs> and that's where he says the reach around comment. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I I love that. It's a lot of people try to defend the second half of that film, and I'm like, I don't know. I think second half film is pretty good, but man, there's nothing like that opening twenty to thirty minutes of the boot camp. Uh, I'm like red face right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like when he has them singing. Uh, this is my rifle. This is my gun. This is for fighting. This is for fun. When they got their one hand on the rifle, the other hand on their nuts. <laughs> There's a whole thing with him and Private Joker about the Virgin Mary. Yeah. Sweet you Jesus goddamn communist heathen. <laughs> Why are you a little maggot? You make me want to vomit. You goddamn communist heathen. You best sound off that you love the Virgin Mary. I'm going to stomp your guts out. Now, do you love the Virgin Mary? Don't you, sir? Negative, sir. Wait. Are you trying to offend me, Private Joker? Sir, negative, sir. Sir, the private believes any answer he gives will be wrong, and a senior drill instructor will only beat him harder if he reverses his answer, sir. Who's your squad leader, <laughs> scumbag? Private Snowball, sir. Private Snowball, reporting as ordered, sir. You're fired. Private Joker's promoted squad leader. <laughs> <laughs> What's one of the other songs they sing in there? Uh, I don't know what I've been told. Eskimo pussy is mighty cold. <laughs> it's hard not to be offensive, but it's funny. <laughs> uh, how many finds the the jelly donut in Private Pile's Foot Locker? A jelly donut? You are a disgusting fat body. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, and he makes him eat it while the rest of the guys do push-ups. I like there's one scene where he's talking about how much he admires um, Lee Harvey Oswald. (laughs) Because he learned how to become a crack shot in the Marines. (laughs) Uh, So, do you have... Holy Jesus, what is that? What the fuck is that? What is that, Private Pile? 
<laughs> sir, it's a jelly donut, sir. I'm looking for one. Uh, oh my god, this is—it's so racist. The shit he says, the private snowball. Are you quitting on me? Well, are you? Then quit, you slimy fucking walrus-looking piece of shit. Get the fuck <laughs> off my obstacle. Get the fuck down off my obstacle now. Move it, or I'm going to rip your balls off so you cannot contaminate the rest of the world. I will motivate you, Private File, if it short dicks every cannibal on the Congo. <laughs> he says to him, You run like old people. Fuck, Private Pile. <laughs> Do you think I'm cute, Private Pile? Do you think I'm funny? Then wipe that disgusting grin off your face. Any fucking time, sweetheart. This is Private great. Pa, yeah, Private Pile, I'm going to give you three seconds, exactly three fucking seconds to wipe that stupid looking grin off your face, or I will gouge out your eyeballs and skull fuck you. <laughs> you best unfuck yourself or I'll unscrew your head and shit down your neck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. There's just so many to like choose from, but I'm, I'm going to say, like, what's your favorite? <laughs> your ass looks like about 150 pounds of chewed bubblegum. Oh man! Oh god, there's too many. There's so many fucking quotes. Too many. So he was originally uh, on the set as a consultant for Stanley Kubrick and for the other people in, in you know writing the film and all. And the drill sergeant that they had originally cast it couldn't get the cadence right and wasn't like insulting enough and all that. And he would go in and like show him what to say. And Kubrick was like, why don't you just go in and do it yourself? And the rest is history. You know, he had an acting career for, for like decades after that. Was that one of D'Onofrio's first roles? D'Onofrio, it was one of his very, very first roles. Yeah, I think his first mm-hmm. role was the Thor lookalike in Ventures in Babysitting. Okay. Um, but this is like the first role where you see how like dedicated he is to it that he changes his body for the role if he plays. Because mm-hmm. he was like Thin and 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 good looking and all in the uh, in the babysitting movie, and then this movie he got overweight and all that to to play this role. Yeah, I, I, he's underrated, I think, D'Onofrio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. There's so many Kubrick, Kubrick let um, Arlie uh, Ermy go go. Mm-hmm. With his improv, improv, which is not a Kubrick, a very Kubrick thing to do. No, Kubrick was a perfectionist. Like he would, he yeah. would, like he would shoot scenes like fucking sixty, seventy times. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was like, he was like with with, uh, with uh, Arlie Army man. Like you know what you're doing, just do it. Mm-hmm. I, it's really hard to choose, but I think I'm gonna go with. Did your mother have any children that lived? <laughs> it's just such I kind of like. Uh... Such a specific. I didn't insult. know these texts fit that high. I didn't know these texts out that, that high is a pretty good one too. Uh, no, you know it's another really good one. Is yours so? Because it's like the you don't hear this one that often. You're so ugly, you could be a modern art masterpiece. <laughs> 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 so, Kev, you have one that you uh, you want to? <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I got caught up looking at the trivia because I was yeah. so interested in what was going on. <laughs> We're not doing yeah. trivia. <laughs> what is your major malfunction, numb nuts? No, that's so uh, good. I definitely say, like, it's for me, it's a tie between did your parents have any children that lived and you're so ugly you could be a modern art masterpiece. <laughs> I mean, there's some other ones in there that are really good too, but they're so, like, fucking either racist or, like, homophobic yeah. or whatever. That, like, I don't even want to repeat them, but they're amazing insults. What the hell? This whole opening monologue is fucking special too. Oh, good. Phone good. Call. <laughs> All good. All right. Should we move on to the next one then? Yeah. Better. We're running out of time. <laughs> yeah. Next one is Gunnery Sergeant Emil Foley, played by Louis Gossett Jr. in An Officer and a Gentleman. Now, why would a slick little hustler like you want to sign up for this kind of abuse anyway? I want to fly jets, sir. My grandmama wants to fly jets. I wanted since I was a kid. We're not talking about flying. We're talking about character. I've changed. I've changed since I've been here. Hell, you have. I've changed, sir. No, you just polished up your ass a little bit. You just shined it up. Now tell me what I want to hear. I want your D.O.R. No, sir. I want your D.O.R. I ain't gonna quit. Spell it. 
D-O-R. Okay, go to court. Yeah, then you can be free and you and your daddy can get drunk and go hog chasing together, huh? Go surf! This is not that it's the first drill sergeant role in cinema, but it's the first major one, I think. And he actually won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor for this role. So he's kind of like the predecessor to all the other great drill sergeant actors in cinema. Um, this has that famous scene with the, uh, I got nowhere else to go. I got nowhere, nowhere else, else to go. To go. I, I got, got nothing, nothing else. else. Uh, but he has, has the, there's two things that come out of Oklahoma steers and queers. Are, yeah. Which one are you? So he has a similar insult to the one that, uh, that Arlie I, Ruby I uses. would say this one would come first because this one, this movie came out before that one did. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Let's see. Casey Jones was, oh, Casey Jones was a son of a bitch, drove his train through a 30 foot ditch. Came on out with his dick in his hand, said, listen, ladies, I'm a hell of a man. Went into town and lined up a hundred, swore up and down he'd fuck everyone. Fuck 98 till his balls turned blue, then he backed off, jacked off, fucked the other two. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you, you got a lot of sound of that stuff in the military anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're not allowed to do that kind of stuff anymore? Because no. he got another one too. Jack Armstrong was a son of a gun. Hitchhiked to Vegas in the summer sun. Hit the tables, won seventy three grand. Said, "Check it out, girls, I'm the man." Went out for dinner and treated a hundred. Swore on his life he'd kiss everyone. Kissed ninety eight, and his lips were blue, so he caught his wind before he kissed the last two. <laughs> oh, that's the TV edit of the of the original one. <laughs> TV edit sucks. <laughs> Get into your fatigues, Mayo. By the end of the weekend, you're going to quit. I mean, most of his interactions is with uh, is with torturing the character that Richard Gere plays. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let's see. Necessary or not, I am authorized to call you a beaver sandwich or anything else I see fit until and unless the day comes when I have to salute you and call you sir. And that goes for the rest of you as well. If anyone among you is so God-fearing as to be offended by what I say and how or and, and or how I say it, then in all likelihood, the Navy is not your fix. So I suggest you DOR here and now, because you will hear a dozen times worse out in this fleet. I bullshit you not. Uh, in every class, there's always one joker who thinks he's smarter than me. In this class, that happens to be you, isn't it, mayonnaise? <laughs> Now, this is a little bit more serious of a film, I think. Yeah. <laughs> You're not going to get too much of what like, you get in the, in the Kubrick film. No. Uh, I'm looking for some other ones. Wave goodbye to your buddies, mayonnaise. Oh, I forget. You don't have any buddies, do you? Only customers. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you're not going to get like too many like super insulty ones. Family of goops sitting in a ditch. <laughs> yeah, it's another one of the songs he sings. I don't believe what I'm saying. Where have you been all your, all your lives? At an orgy listening to Mick Jagger? <laughs> Music and bad mouth in your country, I'll bet. Better stop eyeballing me, boy. You're not worthy to look your superiors in the eye. Use your peripheral vision or I'll rip your eyeballs out of their socket and eat them for breakfast, understand? Every time I say understand, I want the whole group to say, yes, sir, understand? That's about the extent of it. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think I think my favorite line though is the uh, the unedited cadence song. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? Uh, uh, oh shit! I gotta find it again now. Casey Jones was a son of a bitch. <laughs> so you, were they still doing shit like that when you were in the army, like, or is that like already out by then? Oh, most of those are Marines. <laughs> but um, no, oh, you, you can't. By the time I get that, they were no longer allowed to swear at you, mm-hmm. but they could dog you out and make you push the floor for like days. Mm-hmm. Ours would come in after we cleaned the barracks and like screw up the <clears throat> fucking brass brass in the on the mm-hmm. floor. He would screw, you know, they just piss you off. Yeah. <laughs> this is uh. 
And this is the Navy too, and an officer and a gentleman. Yeah. Yeah. So it's still a Marine. Yeah. Drill sergeant. Uh, the next one I have on here is one of my personal favorites. This is Christopher Walken as Sergeant Irwin J. Toomey in Biloxi Blues. Did I say stop? Who stopped this march? God damn it. Did you hear me call halt, Pinelli? No, Sarge. But that looks like pretty deep water. No shit. What does that mean? Selridge. Well, it means that that looks like pretty deep water. Selridge, you would need three promotions to get to be an asshole. Oh, I like and this one, too. One of the reasons I love this one is because he's not the typical, like, yelling at you, cursing you out drill sergeant. He's very calm, but he's also still pretty, like, bitter and, and biting mm -hmm. anyway. And I can give you a few off the top of my head. Like, one of my favorites is they're, they're marching through the, the swamps. And they get to a point where there's a really like large body of water and they're not sure if they could cross it. And he asks one of the, like the, the lesser intelligent guys what to do, and he gives them like a dumbass answer. And he goes, Selridge, it would take you three promotions to get to be an asshole. <laughs> uh There's something about you New York boys that rifles my ass. Yeah. You don't appreciate the army, do you? Then there's the whole opening scene where they have to they have to respond with ho with ho as their answer. Not oh. yes, not no, just ho. <laughs> uh hey Fred Astaire, you're trying to tell me something? I have to go to the bathroom, Sergeant. You can't do that. We don't have bathrooms in the army. They had them at Fort Dix. Not bathrooms, they didn't. Yes, they did. I went in them a lot. <laughs> I'm telling you. We don't have any bathrooms on this base. Do you doubt my veracity? No, Sergeant. <laughs> then you've got a problem, don't you, Epstein? Ho, ho. You bet your ass, ho, ho. You know why you've got a problem? Because I got to go real bad? No, son. You've got a problem because you don't know Army terminology. The place where a U.S. soldier goes to defecate, relieve himself, open his bowels, shit, fart, dump, crap, and unload is called a latrine. Latrine from the French. <laughs> <laughs> What he would you lying. do if the entire Japanese army was coming up behind you? Surrender and get some sleep. <laughs> Something wrong with your food, Connie? Yes, Sergeant. It's the first food I was ever afraid of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. In the past 21 days, you boys have made some fine progress. You're not fighting soldiers yet, but I'd match you up against some Nazi cocktail waitresses any time. <laughs> <laughs> I heard threats. I heard challenges, invitation to bust noses of minority races. <laughs> uh, looking for another good one. I have a nutcracker that crunches the testicles of men to take me on. <laughs> uh, I never, I've never had, had men, men do push-ups in bed before, but I could start tonight. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> what does he say to uh, when he when he meets uh, Matthew Broderick for the first time? And he's like, "Jerome, yes, sir. Yes, what? I mean, no, sir. No, I mean, ho, ho, what? Ho, nothing. <laughs> just, just plain ho." <laughs> <laughs> you have a trouble understanding me, Jerome. Yeah, he's he's classic. He's he, for my money, he's not in the movie enough. <laughs> uh Jerome, this is July, Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur in September. I have an all religious calendar in my barracks. Don't you try this shit again with me, boy. It's a different holiday, sir. It's called Al Malaguenya. Al Malaguenya. It's for Spanish Jews. <laughs> Eating good health and happy Al Malaguena to you. <laughs> uh, but I think for my money, my favorite line has to be, it would take you three promotions to get to be an asshole. <laughs> that's, a, that's a special kind of insult right there. Uh, I think Biloxi Blues is an underseen film. Anybody out there, if you've never seen Biloxi Blues, you should check it out. 
it's part of a trilogy of of uh of uh, uh neil simon plays that are that are very good and uh they don't ever actually go to war it's just about the boot camp but it's it's uh, pretty funny and and uh, and the worst of time the next one i have here is warren oates as sergeant first class hulka from the early 80s comedy Stripes, starring Bill Murray and Harold Ramis. All right, man, we're gonna fall in here alongside this roadway in a column of two. Fall in! Fall in, fall in, fall in! Fall in! You know something, soldier? I've noticed you're always last. I'm pacing myself, Sergeant. Move it! Now I don't remember his like, having like too many like funny lines. Like he's mostly mm-hmm. like a, a put upon character because he gets like the shit kicked out of him throughout the film for no no fault of his own, other than you know just the ineptitude of his his platoon. But we got uh, let's see here, man. Welcome to the United States Army. I'm Sergeant Hulka. I'm your drill sergeant. Before we proceed any further, we got to get something straight. Your mama's not here to take care of you now. Just you, me, and Uncle Sam. And before I leave you, you're going to find out that me and Uncle Sam are one in the same. Here's a good one. <laughs> we got a full day ahead of us. We're going to start with a five-mile run. <laughs> I know I speak with the entire platoon when I say this run should be postponed until the platoon is in bed rested. Well, I'll tell you what, soldier. Let's make it ten miles. <laughs> <laughs> Men, we're gonna fall out with locker boxes and we're gonna have locker box inspection. Then we're gonna go do ten miles. Rain or shine. So you better hit them bunks, my little babies. Or Sergeant Hulk Sergeant Hulk is gonna <laughs> with the big toe is gonna see how far I can stick it up your ass. <laughs> well that's Don't the you move. say Go ahead, Mike. Don't you say, sir, to me. I'm a sergeant. I work for a living. <laughs> when I tell you move, you'll move fast. When I tell you jump, you're going to say how high and make no mistake. I don't care where you come from. I don't care what color you are. I don't care how smart you are. I don't care how dumb you are. Because I'm going to teach every last one of you how to eat, sleep, walk, talk, shoot shit like a United States soldier. Understand? They all kind of have like very similar like things in, mm-hmm. their, in, their, in their insults yeah. sometimes. Uh... There was one I had to hear. I, I'm trying to find it now. He was, uh, oh, he's he's talking with uh, uh, Bill Murray's character. And he's like, you know something, soldier? I've noticed that you're always last. I'm pacing myself, Sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, since nobody else has got the guts to admit the rest of, to the rest of the platoon, we'll do the next two weekends on KP. Uh... Sir, if you take sir, my head. Uh, sir, uh, those numb nuts that can't even tie their, their own shoelaces. <laughs> yeah, so he, he gets, he, I don't think he gets a, another one. He doesn't get like enough credit. And it's like, he's not in it for the comedy. He's more like the straight man to like Bill Murray and, and Raul Ramos in the film. Mm. Uh, but I do like his, I like his opening speech about, uh, you know, I'm your drill sergeant. I'm going to, I'm going to make you men before, you know, all that stuff. And the, uh, What's that one I just read that I said? Uh, oh, the one that was very similar to the Farley Army one. Uh, when I tell you to jump, how high, make no mistake, I don't care where you come from, what color you are, et cetera. Uh, I'm going to make you walk, talk, shoot, and shit like United States soldiers. I think that's a good one. Next one I have on here. <laughs> I threw this one here for personal uh, reasons because I really love this movie, even though it's kind of a bad film. Starship Troopers. And you love the actor. <laughs> and I love Clancy Brown because he's also in Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> oh, that's, that's he's not also in SpongeBob. He's also either. in SpongeBob. Yes, he is uh, Sergeant J- Zim in uh, Starship Troopers. He does- the enemy cannot push a button if you disable his hand. Medic! doesn't have a lot it's it's a fairly small role medic. he's only in a few scenes but yeah the running joke with him is is he's always calling for the medic because he's always injuring his soldiers <laughs> so the one like he makes uh he makes uh 
Jake Busey put his hand up on the wall and he throws a knife through his hand and he's like, uh, 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 the enemy cannot push a button if you disable his hand. <laughs> Medic! Anytime you think I'm being too rough, anytime you think I'm being too tough, anytime you miss your mommy, quit. You sign your 1240A, you get your gear and you take a stroll down washout lane. Do you get me? So like that's his like big thing in the film though, is the medic thing. And then at the end of the film, he gets busted down to private so he can rejoin the infantry <laughs> and all that. And then the last one I have is Al Matthews as Sergeant Apone in Aliens. All right, sweethearts, what are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed? Another glorious day in the Corps. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet. Every paycheck a fortune. Every formation a parade. I love the Corps. Oh Man, this floor is freezing. What do you want me to do? Fetch your slippers for you? Gee, would you, sir? I'd like that. Look into my eye. This one's kind of like <laughs> not so much drill sergeant uh, as he's like the leader of this like platoon that's going out to fight the aliens, but he does have some like drill sar- sergeant like moments like, uh, all right, sweetheart, you heard the man and you know the drill. Assholes and elbows. <laughs> <laughs> all right, sweethearts, what are you waiting for? Breakfast in bed, another glorious day in the Corps. Day in the Marine Corps is like a day on the farm. Every meal is a banquet. Every paycheck a fortune. Every formation a parade. I love the Corps. <laughs> <laughs> Private Hudson, man, this floor is freezing. What do you want me to do? Fetch your slippers for you? Gee, would you, sir? I'd like that. <laughs> Look into Look my into eyes. My eye. <laughs> Any questions? What is it, Private? How do we get out of this chicken shit outfit? You should cure that shit, Hudson. Hudson, no, that's that's uh, that's the Bill Paxton character, Hudson. <laughs> it seems like a lot. He's yelling at Hudson. Knock it off. Yeah, it's Hudson. mostly yeah, it's mostly Hudson getting yelled at. Hey, Top, what's the ops? It's a rescue mission. You'll love it. There's some juicy colonist daughters we have to rescue from their virginity. <laughs> <laughs> Knock it off, Hudson. <laughs> Somebody wake up, Hicks. Uh, all right, sweethearts, you're a team, and there's nothing to worry about. We come here, we're going to conquer, we're going to kick some. Is that understood? That's what we got to do, sweethearts. We're going to go and get some. All right, people, on the ready line. Are you lean? Yeah, are you mean? Yeah, what are you? Lean and mean. What are you, Hudson? Get on the ready line, Marines. Get some today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, most of the, yeah, I think you're right, Mike. I think most of his line, as, as I'm scrolling through this, a lot of it is 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 telling Hudson to, like, shut up. <laughs> or, or to knock it off or something. Knock it off. He's a, knock he's it a, off, Hudson. Oh, yeah. I, I like Sergeant Opponent's an underappreciated character, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I threw a special mention in here. He's not a drill sergeant, but he is very important to the main character of the film. And that is Gary Sinise as Lieutenant Dan in Forrest Gump. Morning, sir. Oh, oh, get your hands down. Do not salute me. There are goddamn snipers all around this area who love to grease an officer. I'm Lieutenant Dan Taylor. Welcome to Fort Platoon. What's wrong with your lip? I was born with big gums, sir. Well, you better tuck that in. Gonna get that caught on a tripwire. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. You twins? No, we are not relations, sir. Lieutenant Dan. Because even though he's not a drill sergeant, he does have some sort of like drill sergeant type moments with uh, with Forrest. (laughs) (laughs) Have you found Jesus yet, Gump? I didn't know. It's supposed to be looking looking for him, sir. Lieutenant Dan, what are you doing here? I'm here trying out my sea legs. But you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm looking for some good ones here, but. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. You twins. We are not <laughs> relations, sir. <laughs> What's wrong with your lips? Oh, get your hands down. Don't. <clears throat> Do not salute me. There's a goddamn sniper all around us and around this area, and I love to grease off an officer. I'm Lieutenant Dan Taylor. Mm. Welcome to the Fort Platoon. What's wrong with, what your, wrong lip? with your lip? You're born with big gums, sir. Well, you better tuck that in because you're going to get caught on a tripwire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
So what are you doing in New York, Lieutenant Dan? I'm living off the government's tits, sucking it dry. <laughs> yeah, I had to throw him in there as like sort of special mention because it's a, a yeah. very big, you know, character as far as far as military films go. Mm-hmm. So you guys have anything else we want to add to this? I think it's a pretty quick episode tonight, I know, but we had a we had to to make it kind of a quick one tonight. <laughs> I mean, quickie. Yeah, quickie. Right. So that, yeah, that actually means we have a little bit of time for a hypothetical question. Uh, okay. real, real, real quick hypothetical for you. What is a movie that you couldn't wait to show to somebody else only to have them not like it and you become ultimately disappointed by the fact that they didn't like it? So it could be like, you know, a parent could be your wife or whoever, or brother or something like that. This is an easy one mm-hmm. for me. Because it actually happened okay. to Adrian. She had never saw Interview with the Vampire. <laughs> and we sat down and watched it. And she's like, eh. I'm surprised. I would have thought that had been like right up her alley. That's what I was thinking too. But no, she's like, eh. eh. I'm like, damn, that's a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> For me, it was always, uh, I have a few. I, I had my dad watch Pulp Fiction and he hated it. And I was really thought he would have like. My dad is does not seem to be a big fan of Quentin Tarantino films. Oh, apparently not. <laughs> and anytime I've tried to get my wife to sit down and watch a John Carpenter film with me, it has not gone well. Oh. <laughs> Are you surprised at that though? No, but like I've also like I've sat through some bullshit with her too. So I'm like, you know, you just you're you're just returning the favor. That that's all it is. Yes. <laughs> But that should have surprised. <laughs> I know I tried to get my dad to watch The Matrix, but I think it was just over, you know, like mm-hmm. well over his head. Um, and that's not to say my dad's stupid. It's just, you know. <clears throat> not his thing. It's like, it's like Inception, you know, mm-hmm. inside. It, yeah. Uh, and then Megan and I, what did I have her watch that she just kind of like, and I was like, uh, Oh, probably the crow. I mean, that's <laughs> one that I really liked. I didn't mm-hmm. think that she, I, 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 but I can understand most people don't like it. They don't hold it in high regard like I do. Um, not that it's great. Neither does Molly, apparently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. I have a bonus one too. It's when Kevin and I got Katie to watch Black Dynamite with us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't find that anywhere to show Megan. I don't, I don't think she'd appreciate yeah, that. You, you guys went into that knowing she was going to hate it, right? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> my mommy says, you could be my daddy. Oh, go away, little girl. Penny men named Black Dynamite. <laughs> my mommy says that, too. <laughs> he says sarcastically. <laughs> I love that. Who was interrupting my kung fu? (laughs) Uh, Mike, do you have any beer trivia or beer history for us this evening? Got some beer history. Early cultures from what is now Mexico, Central America, and South America produced beer from maize, cassava, and the mayonnaise root, and the mildly alcoholic fermented beverage called. Poliki from Agave Sap. Denver Craft Brewery Dos Los offers modern versions of these thousand-year-old beverage traditions. The names of four names. Kick my ass. So, thank you for joining us tonight for episode 129. This is our Veterans Day special uh, listen up, you maggots, as we looked at some of our favorite drill sergeants in cinema and talked about some of our favorite quotes, because you always get a minefield of quotes from those those drill sergeant characters. It's always fun to listen to. So we hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as we enjoyed recording it for you. Don't forget, you drop us an email at filmsinfermentation at gmail.com or visit linktree.com slash filmsinfermentation. Find all of our social media and podcast links. Support us on Patreon. Or buy our merchandise at teespring.com and help us support the show. Uh, what did you think of your drinks this evening, gentlemen? Very good, sir. Thank you yes. very much. Yeah, I did. Mine I, was quite I, delicious. So I had the 
the the Whitbeer one, Kev, that you have there too, the no strings yeah. attached. That mm-hmm. one, um, I I thought it was just a straight up Whitbeer. I didn't realize it had like fruit flavors in it, like orange and cranberry, cranberry and all that. So that kind of took me by surprise a little bit. Uh, a little bit on, little bit, uh, like a little so bit much. on the bitter side, a little bit on the bitter okay. side. Um, but I really, really like the Oktoberfest, and that's the first time that they've released an Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. And the Fall Spice Cider that Mike and I had tonight, this is their first time releasing this as well. So these are all brand new products, and I really enjoyed all of them. Yeah, they're very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm glad I didn't get into this because I think Megan would really like to try this as well. So Okay. I'll put that aside for when we can have it Carson together. wants you to be looking straight. You Yeah, you have some special things you got to do tonight that you need your, yeah. your faculties for. <laughs> uh, don't forget to stop by the crossroads between pickled and fermented next time around. Actually, next time around is going to be a little while. We're going to take a, a couple weeks off here for the Thanksgiving holiday. Um uh, our next episode will be episode 130, which will be uh, the week after Thanksgiving. Uh, subject to be announced. We're not quite sure what we're going to be doing yet for that episode. Uh, but in the meantime, over the next couple of weeks, even though we're not producing a full episode, I will be dropping some mini pod reviews. Uh, I can tell you that I have one for A Haunting in, Vent- in Venice, which is the third Hercule Perot movie uh, produced and directed by Kevin Branagh. I just watched it mm. recently. I'm gonna do a little. How rest. was it? It was, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. It was. It was. I I thought it was better than Death on the, Death Nile, on the Nile, but nowhere oh. near as good as Murder on the Orient Express. Okay. That's still that's still the best of the three so far, and this one this one was pretty good. It had well, um, Death on the Nile didn't suck, so <laughs> it was okay. I didn't I didn't like it as much as the first one. Uh, this one has. Uh, Tina Fey, uh, Michelle Yeoh, mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Dornan, and and some other like actors in the film. It's 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 pretty good. Mm-hmm. Paul Short, uh, yeah, Paul Short. I'm gonna do a little retro review of The Omen, which I had just watched for the first time in a long time recently. Uh, and I might throw another uh, third mini pod review in there at some point. I'm just not sure what I'm gonna be covering on it, but you can look out for those in the next uh, week or two as we take a little bit of time off for. Uh, Thanksgiving, and we'll be back after the Thanksgiving holiday with a brand new full episode, which will be episode 130. Again, I'm Leo. I'm Kevin. I'm Mike. Thanks, everybody, for all your support. Uh, Keep following us on all of our social media sites and listen to the show and downloading it, reviewing it, rating it. Um, We really appreciate all the support. Cheers, folks. Cheers. Cheers. All right. I need it just because I'm freaking tired. Mm. A busy week. Dude, I almost slept through the night two nights in a row. Only got up once each night. What? (laughs) The only time I scared myself. The only time I sleep straight through the night is if I sit if I sleep on my chair. The minute I lay flat, I have to get up and piss every two hours. (laughs) That's normal. (laughs) <laughs> but no, last two nights I've gotten up once each. And one time it was like I slept from like ten to four in the morning before I had to get up and pee. You ever had the pee dream? Yes. You know, like where yes. you can't find somewhere to go and, and yes. like, I had one the other night, it was the worst pee dream of my life. Like it was it was a dream just filled with torture. Mm-hmm. That when and I got, you get up and you pee for like twenty minutes. Oh my mm-hmm. god, when I woke up I, I couldn't I couldn't get to the bathroom quick enough. It was it was horrible. It was like, you know, a league of their own. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Time it, time it. It's going to be a record. That's some good peeing. <laughs> uh, we'll save that for the best movies about piss episode. <laughs> American Pie, League of Their Own. <laughs> the Boy Who Could Fly. And I want to see if you guys reckon. No, there's a whole pee thing in The Boy Who Could Fly. Oh, yeah. Iron Man 2 because he pees in the suit. <laughs> Revenge of the Nerds 2. <laughs> Ogre. Ogre. Ogre.